Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching, mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, April 28. It's Greg and it's Stephanie. And Steph, we have a great interview scheduled for our second segment with Jim Russell. But I want to start by talking about some of the things that are happening in our world. And the big thing that everyone's talking about mm-hmm. is Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now, are, not, you, are you on Twitter? I am. I'm okay. on Twitter too much. Are you? I could uh, probably be more productive in life at yeah. times if I did a little are less you, tweeting. You, so you're tweeting. I don't tweet a lot, but I read a lot of Twitter. Yeah. The thing about Twitter that I like okay. is that you get news literally as it's unfolding. Okay. I think that is a very positive thing. The thing I don't like about Twitter is um, you know you have this suppression of news. You have this left-leaning slant that's mm-hmm. unfolding. You, you have people being banned that there's really no rhyme or reason at times why Mm -hmm. it's happening and there's never any explanation and do you know the name elon musk yeah what do you think of uh tesla tesla what else do you think of (laughs) Uh, going to the moon space that's right and now i think of twitter and now you think of 44 billion dollars to buy twitter and so the crazy thing about it is um people are losing their minds you know so they absolutely because he's gonna make it more freedom of speech they're saying or yeah, what? he has absolutely said this is the public square right. this is the marketplace right. of ideas right. we've got to stop suppressing ideas so we've the got left to stop is upset that. about that um many on the left are yes. upset many who work for twitter are upset and uh th- there are people that are quitting uh threatening to quit uh there are people I bet he doesn't care i don't think he cares one bit <laughs> I, I don't think care. you get to where he That's is right. along those lines right. and the crazy thing about it is there really is not a lot known about him about where he lands politically mm-hmm. you know I, I i think there are people that are drawing assumptions that are not necessarily verified mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. but i love the idea that all ideas are welcome you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you and I have a theological disagreement on something, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I don't think you should have to be quiet or I should have to be quiet. Mm-hmm. I think we talk about it mm-hmm. and we have that conversation and it's out there. And it just seems like in the last couple of years, for whatever reason, there's been less and less willingness to say all ideas are welcome. Right. And so I, I don't know. I, I don't know where this goes. I don't know how this plays out. But just watching from a distance, it's been pretty interesting <laughs> to see how it's played out. So is he going to buy Facebook next? And well, I, I mean, there's open been up all, some of that. There's or been all kinds of uh, <laughs> jokes that are out there. My guess is no. Um, but but I do think that this will be a positive. You know, there, there have been people who have been silenced um, and I. I just, I don't like that. This Mm -hmm. is America. Mm -hmm. I think you ought to have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to speak your mind. And, um, you know, if there is something that uh, is way over the top, okay, but let's see why the news is being Mm -hmm. suppressed. Let's Mm -hmm. see why people are being banned. Let's get the specific reasons behind Mm -hmm. it. Um, I did find real... um, real humor out of an MSNBC (laughs) contributor that said he's just so concerned and, you know, it would be possible with it going private that you could take a major party political candidate just off Twitter completely. (laughs) He said that? Yeah, he said that. I mean, he was serious. He was, like, really freaking out. And And didn't realize... It could impact the election this fall. Didn't realize that's what happened? Well, uh, again... (laughs)
been. I was laughing, yeah. and many have been laughing. Huh. But I think, um, for for whatever reason, th- there are people that they they just it's all about worldview. It's all about how right. you look at it. Mm-hmm. And, and the things that I'm most passionate about are not the the candidates for political office. Right. Although I don't think anybody should be eliminated. But um, you know, Ryan T. Anderson. I don't know if you know that I name know or that not. Name. He wrote a book several years ago, probably five years ago now, when Harry became Sally, okay, and yes. it was an academic look at the transgender movement Mm -hmm. and the potential damage that it could do. Well, it was removed as hate speech. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amazon, Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Bezos took it off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Twitter banned him for Mm -hmm. for a time. Mm -hmm. And there was never really any reason given other than inciting violence. Mm -hmm. And I just think that at the end of the day, we have lost our minds, Mm -hmm. is what I would Mm -hmm. say. And so... I think it's a positive move, you know. So I, has it kept you on Twitter more, just so you can see what people are saying on Twitter about it? Or you know, not? just the way my week has unfolded. <laughs> I have not spent much time okay. on Twitter. But one of the things that came out on Tuesday evening, we're actually recording on Wednesday mm-hmm. morning this mm-hmm. segment, is several of your conservative commentators said that they noticed almost immediately after the sale was announced mm-hmm. on Monday, the number of followers that they had grew just exponentially Hmm. from like 8,000 followers to 87,000 followers. Hmm. And that what had happened is uh, around the election in 2020, their number of followers followers had dropped with no explanation from like 27,000 to 7,000. Now, it could just be a coincidence that that's happened. (laughs) Or there could be something else (laughs) that's at play. Well, that's a lot of money. So if he can spend $44 billion on Twitter, I wonder how much he has. I mean, I think he's got a lot. I think he does, but that's just a lot. lot of money. Yeah. I'm not going to get yeah. on. I don't know yeah. how to get on Twitter. I don't well, know how to do it. I'm my not going to do it. advice to anybody <laughs> is if you're not on Twitter, don't start now. I'm not. Uh, honestly, <laughs> yeah. you know, and of all the social media sites, Twitter, from my perspective, is by far the cruelest. It's by far the meanest. Um and I think I've told you before a couple times, right. I've just responded to something in maybe in jest or maybe in passing, and the vitriol oh. that comes out yeah. is just off the charts. But the problem with Twitter, and I think it's affecting some of our far left-leaning politicians, is I think they think that Twitter is a real world. They think that what's happening on Twitter is what the people in the state of Indiana are thinking. And I guarantee you that is not the case. I I think something like 90% of the tweets are generated by 3 or 4% of the people that Hmm. have accounts. That's interesting. And so, yeah, um, this could be a whole segment at some point. But I just thought it was really interesting that um, Elon Musk said, I see a problem. And I'm going to put my uh, my money where my mouth is. And if they're if the people want to be upset with him, why don't they be upset with the people that sold it? Right. right. If you want to, if if they wanted to maintain that kind of well, control and be able to are. ban people, no, I think they are. They are upset with yeah, them? because I think the board originally. See, Elon Musk bought nine percent of the stock. Okay. Um, a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, he was offered a board seat. He declined it because he wasn't going to have enough influence. And he said, I, I think I'm going to buy it. And the board actually tried to stop him. They mm-hmm. tried to insert what's called a poison pill, which I don't understand <laughs> all of that. But it was going to basically sabotage the process. And the people that own the stock rose up and said, what in the world are you doing? Mm. This is a generous offer. You know, you have a fiduciary responsibility as the board to us mm-hmm. and 
show us the money, you know, uh-huh. give us the cash. Uh-huh. And so, huh. you know, a lot of people have said Elon Musk could have spent that $44 billion solving world hunger mm-hmm. or, you know, solving the water problem. And he could have. But mm-hmm. I would say to the people that have now become millionaires, so could you. Right. Take that money, and if you're passionate about world hunger, mm-hmm. uh, I know a great organization called IDES. Maybe, we heard from them last that's week. That's right. Maybe you should tweet about that. Uh, I might. <laughs> I might. We'll see. see. For you people that just you know earned a lot of money on this, do something. Yeah. You know, I have learned, though, a lot of times <laughs> that um, that James chapter 1 principle um, – Quick to listen, slow to speak, yeah. slow to become angry. Yeah. Uh, that, that's my best yeah. go-to when yeah. it comes to social media. I'm yeah. not at my best when I um, right. allow my emotions to get sure. the best of me. Me neither. So, yeah. Hey, secondly, do you remember the name Coach Joe Kennedy? Yeah, we've talked about him. We have talked about mm-hmm. him. And Joe Kennedy, football coach in Washington State, start, and he's not even the head football coach. He's an assistant coach. But he started the practice of kneeling mm-hmm. at midfield mm-hmm. silently mm-hmm. and praying mm-hmm. uh, after games. Uh, it became something that players started to. I'm going to yeah, question you. Please. This article says that he insisted on audible prayers at the 50 yard line with students. Is well, that correct? That or is, is not silent? what I have heard. That is not okay. what I have heard. I don't know that. Okay. Yeah. That's what this article that you gave well, me says. Well, yeah, it may but be what a, the article says. Okay. Yeah. But right. um, what from what arguing. I have understood, gotcha. I, and I think maybe it started with audible prayers and then it okay. changed to silent prayers, gotcha. I want to say. Okay. But um, I, I think the big thing is that. It was not an issue until one of the opposing coaches saw it happen mm. and called the superintendent mm. and said, I- I'm incensed by this. This must stop. And so they told him, you got to stop. And he didn't stop. And so they fired him as mm-hmm. football coach. Mm-hmm. And he started the process of um, appealing that right. decision. And every step along the way, he was rejected. And so the the judge that he went before the first time with the lawsuit said, absolutely not, we're with the school. And then he went before the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, very liberal circuit court, by the way. And they said, we're with the school. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court said, we're not going to hear it. But he didn't give up, mm-hmm. and he appealed to the Supreme Court. Of course, the Supreme Court is different today Correct. than it was back in 2019. And they have agreed to hear his mm-hmm. case. And they actually did hear his mm-hmm. case this Monday. Mm-hmm. And I just, did you read through the article some of the questions from some of the justices I just really found fascinating. Brett Kavanaugh, I believe, said, what would you think? And this was the to the attorney that was um, trying to defend the school district. What would you think about a coach that did the, the sign of the cross before a game began? And, and the lawyer said, it's OK as long as nobody sees it. <laughs> Well, this is America. Right. We don't live in Afghanistan. That's right. We don't live in Iraq. We don't live in Nigeria. I mean, I just think the fact that I have to practice my religion in silence is ridiculous. You know, I started thinking um, we'll we'll go to lunch as a staff sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, the last time we had our, you know, post-Easter celebratory lunch debrief, we prayed. Right. You know, is that unacceptable? There are people that heard that prayer, you know. Maybe it is. I, I mean, I what I'm know. saying is I'm going to keep doing it. Right. But are there are there people that really think that if you see me praying, that's a bad thing? Or you see me? No, no, I know. But I think that's why this case is so crucial. And, you know, I'm not worried personally about the financial ramifications. Uh, I guess I'm really not super concerned. Is he going to coach football again? I don't know him. I think it'd be great if he could be restored to that position of coaching football. But I think we have to have the ability in America mm-hmm. to freely exercise mm-hmm. our faith. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea that me praying is somehow offensive to somebody, mm-hmm. 
get over it. Right. Move on, you know? Yeah. So maybe when it's over, either way it's decided, he could write a book. And maybe that's how he can... It could be. You know, get some money. Because I can't imagine it was very expensive for him to do that. Well, I think the Alliance Defending Freedom. I mean, that's the good thing about cases along these lines. We've got the Baker in Colorado. You've got the florist in Washington State. Mm -hmm. You've got the the photo shop folks that, you know, they've all been sued for Mm -hmm. refusing to be a part of same-sex wedding ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, uh, eventually, they are, I guess the word would be, exonerated gotcha. along those lines. But mm-hmm. I think people forget you turn worlds upside down. Right. And this is a guy, I think 2015, he was fired as coach. And here I mean, we are I think seven that's years right, you know? later. Seven yeah. years later. And I mean, he'll never get those seven years no. back. You know, no. was he going to coach at the major college level or in the NFL? No, not at all. But I'm just guessing he was a positive influence on many people, Mm -hmm. you know? I wonder if he has children of his own. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just thankful. I don't know why the Supreme Court said no, what, four Mm -hmm. or five years ago? Mm -hmm. But I'm so thankful we have a Supreme Court right Mm -hmm. now that says we want to hear these cases. And I just think at the end of the day, this is a great opportunity for uh, religious liberty and freedom. And when might might we know? Summer? I tried to find that, but I think every— Oral argument that's being heard now will be decided at some point beginning in late June through gotcha. July, I believe. Mm. So, Well, it'll be interesting to see what it'll happens. It'll be fascinating yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. Do you know the name Kermit Gosnell? I do not. Okay. So I've never heard of this. Kermit Gosnell um, was an abortionist. Okay. Uh, gruesome, gruesome, illegal, awful behavior for okay. decades. Okay. Um, just it just turned your stomach. And if you want to, uh, and you're listening, just Google Kermit Gosnell. Well, um, there's some Christians that produced, uh, pro-life folks produced a play, mm-hmm. and it's called O oh, Gosnell, The Truth About Abortion. And I think it's a very, um, very strong look at an issue that is important to many of us. Now, yeah. you, there may be some listening saying, I couldn't care less, mm-hmm. to which I would say, great, you don't have to go mm-hmm. to the play. Right. But um, I guess it's pretty good. And one of the off-Broadway theaters had booked Oh Gosnell, The Truth About Abortion. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they came under such pressure, they've decided to pull the play, mm. citing safety concerns. They're worried about this play going forward would make people feel unsafe. Mm. So you you are you a Broadway person? I am. So, so walk me through the Broadway experience. I've never been to Broadway. I've had some really good experiences. Okay. And I have been to some that were Plunkers. terrible. Okay. I see here it says this Gosnell play is inappropriate for children. Well, I have seen some stuff yeah. on Broadway yeah. Yeah. that has been inappropriate for yeah. children. I'm sorry to say that I, I didn't know, but. But wouldn't you say that in that case, don't bring your children? I mean, I, I, right. I, 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 or get up and walk right. out. Right. There's movie right. theaters that are going to show movies this weekend inappropriate that are children. inappropriate for children. Right. Don't take your kids. That's right. I, right. I'm just, I don't know how safety is the new. Right. I mean, safety. What well, are, they're not providing any safety for the babies they are killing right that's not safe right right so but again this is a suppression this is a suppression of a play again will i ever go to broadway i probably won't you you should well maybe you should maybe there's some good stuff out there sure absolutely you know um do you have a favorite Wicked. Wicked, okay. My all-time favorite. Okay, okay. Well, I've probably seen that six times on Broadway. Okay. And I would see it again. And it was worth... uh, Uh, It's worth all the money. Okay. But there you go. The point is, if you don't want want it, don't go see it. Isn't that part of... But they have the right to write it. They have the right to 
cast it. They have the right to produce it. Yeah. And they have the right to yes. gain financially from it, just like someone who's putting a bunch of other trash right. out there, right. what I would consider trash. Yeah. I go back to Ryan T. Anderson's book, When Harry Became Sally. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to read the book, don't, don't. buy it. That's right. But you want to keep anybody else from buying it? You know, and, right. and again, we've covered this before, but you can go get Hitler's manifesto on Amazon today. Mine comes. Mm-hmm. You can have it at your mailbox tomorrow. I wouldn't recommend it. Right. I wouldn't spend you know an ounce of time reading it. Right. But who decides what is, you know, of safety concerns? I just I just think it's crazy. So man. who did decide? This theater. The, this theater. The theater. Pulled the plug. The theater. They made the decision to pull the plug. And I'm guessing what happened. I don't know this, but I'm guessing that there was a push from people with a certain agenda, and they said, we want nothing you know, to come out of this, and right. we demand, you know, for our safety issues so that you pull it. Will the writer? I don't um, know. Fight this back? is bro- this literally broke yesterday, okay. Tuesday. Okay. So we'll see where it goes and what it looks like, wow. how it plays out. So, hey, we're gonna go to break, okay? And when we come back, we've got an extended interview with Jim Russell. Now, Jim's yeah. been with us on Direct mm-hmm. Line a couple different times, and he's the director of the local 708 Mental mm-hmm. Health Board. Mm-hmm. He's also a preacher up in Bismarck. But mm-hmm. we have an event Sunday at Second mm-hmm. Church mm-hmm. Mental Health Awareness. Sunday and mm-hmm. wanted to get Jim's perspective. So we're going to listen to that interview when you come back mm-hmm. from break. This is Greg and Stephanie. It's Direct Line on Thursday, April 28th. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help Help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. 
with a name like Hall of Fame. It's gonna be great! Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg and it's Steph. It's Thursday, April 28th. And Stephanie, this Sunday at Second Church, we have a very special day, very important day. Mm -hmm. I should say Mental Health Awareness Day. I think it's unusual. I I mean, I grew up in church and and we never had a Mental Health Awareness Day when I was growing up. So this is kind of something new, I think, for me, at least in the church world. Well, I want to tell the story behind Mm -hmm. it. One of our elders, Eric Sisney, Mm -hmm. was a longtime educator, high school uh, Mm -hmm. up in Bismarck, and Mm -hmm. made the transition into counseling. Mm -hmm. And he came to Kylie and Dale and myself, oh, six weeks ago and just said, I have this idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it would be something that would be good for our church. And so we looked at dates and decided that May 1 would be the day that it is. Mm -hmm. And I know we're going to have several counselors that are going to be here that Mm -hmm. are going to set up tables in the mm-hmm. foyer in the commons mm-hmm. and be available uh, if people have questions along those lines right. but when i thought about who can we talk to mm-hmm. about this issue an expert right. in our midst i thought of jim russell yeah. he's been with us on direct line a couple times mm-hmm. i think yep and I know uh, one of the times you were with us, we had a great interview, and then the next day, like two of our staff got COVID. Oh. So hopefully those hopefully days are all repeat done, itself. right? <laughs> but um, Jim, thanks for coming back. And Jim, I want to just start by uh, thanking you mm-hmm. for what you do for our community, mm-hmm. also offering condolences mm-hmm. on the passing of your wife. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and on, on both counts. Well, and as we hear this idea of uh, a mental health crisis, I, I hear that term being thrown out a lot. Mm-hmm. That um, obviously COVID, the pandemic, did a lot of physical damage, but they're also saying the last couple years have done an unbelievable amount of damage to mental health. What what are you seeing? Well, one of the things um, that that I go back to is all the way back to Genesis, yeah, where God said it's not good for man to be alone. Right, right. We are are social beings. Yeah, we're we're meant to interact with other people. And yeah. one of the things that the pandemic has done to us has, in some cases, completely done away with the social interaction. Where right. it hasn't done away with it is, is curtailed it and cut back on it a tremendous amount. Yeah. And, and I think we're individually and a society paying a price for that. Yeah. We're, we're not meant to be that way. Right. And we've been isolated. We've been quarantined. We've been cut off. We, yeah. uh, you know, even when we have... Um, 
proximity to one another. You know, we've done the social distancing and the masking, and right. there, there's so much communication that goes on not only with what we say, but mm-hmm. how we say mm-hmm. it, yeah. and our facial expressions and our our yeah. body language, yeah. and all of that has been inter- interrupted as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just all of it piling on all at the same time. Is there light at the end of the tunnel? <sighs> I wish I could say definitely yes, okay, uh, but I can't. Yeah, um, and and one of the problems with that is fewer and fewer people are going to into any kind of human service field. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're looking at ministry, and right. there's fewer people going into ministry, mm-hmm. uh, right. counseling, nursing, yeah. teaching. Yeah, you know, any of the fields that uh, provide services directly to other human beings are seeing. Uh, they're seeing real uh, recruitment problems. Yeah. So we've got a we've got a rising need for services and a right. rising need for help, but we've got a smaller and smaller pool of resources to provide that help. Mm-hmm. So it it just makes things worse. One of the articles I think that you're going to link, but yeah. it was talking about how uh, people in, inv- in ev- evangelical churches don't really feel confident that their pastors know right. how to deal with mental health. And I mean, you you may be trained in a lot of theology, but you weren't really trained in mental health issues. And we find ourselves, I think, as clergy, often having to deal with people and you're not, we're not really trained <laughs> I gotta, nor do we have the time. I, that was another thing that the yeah. article said. It takes so much time well, sometimes and you're not trained. I got a call the week before Easter from someone at second church mm-hmm. and they said, we want to hire you as our counselor. Hmm. You've got huge problems. And I said, <laughs> I, I'm a preacher. I've been to seminary. I'm not a counselor. I said, part of being a pastor is you do a lot of listening, right. but I said, I just want, and you're not going to pay me, you know, right. I'm not, not taking anything, yeah. but I, I will meet with you, uh-huh. but more than likely I'm going to have to refer yes. you to a professional or I would not be doing my job. We right. can continue to meet and talk and right. pray, but Jim, is that legit that, you know, Absolutely. most pastors are kind of a fish out of water when it comes to this? Now you're a pastor as well, so. <laughs> yeah. I said most, not all. Yeah, right. Well, one of the, one of the things that I saw, and this has been 20 something years ago, um, uh, I'd been in the ministry at that time for over 20 years. Okay. Um, and I saw a need within the church for, for counseling yeah. and, and mental health therapy. Yeah. Um, and I myself was not well equipped to do that. Okay. Um, but I could listen and, you know, I could, I could talk to people about scripture, Yeah. but, but sometimes the way that people approach mental health issues, well, is you just, you need to pray about it right. and it's right. as if everything will go away. And right. I'm a big believer in prayer. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a minister. I'm a Christian, right. but you know, when somebody is physically sick, Right. We don't tell them, we'll just pray about right. it and it'll right. go away. Right. We right. encourage them to get the help from doctors. Right. And if they need specialists, then then right. follow through on that. Right. So sometimes when someone comes to their their minister, preacher, church leader uh, for help, and you know, the only response they get is, well, you need to pray about it or you need to increase your faith. Right. Then the person is thinking, well, I don't even know what it is I'm supposed to pray for. Right. Mm-hmm. Or how I'm supposed mm-hmm. to pray. So right. how does that help me? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's been just different ways of looking at mental illness from yeah. physical illness. That's still true. I mean, yeah. we're we're doing a better job yeah. than what we've mm-hmm. ever done before, yeah. but we're still not at the point where we need to be in in understanding that that people who have mental illness are not doing it because they want to. They're yeah. not doing it for show. They're not doing it to get yeah. attention. Yeah they're experiencing mental illness. Yeah. 
Um, and one of the examples that I use that this seems to resonate with people is the, the pancreas and diabetes. Yeah. The people who are diagnosed with diabetes have diabetes because their pancreas is not producing enough insulin. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We don't blame the person for developing diabetes. Now, right. If they're a family member and they're not taking care of themselves and they're still eating a lot of sugar, right. we right. might get on them. Right. But we, we help them. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 But, uh, and, and diabetes is caused because the, the pancreas is not producing enough insulin. Right. So we give a person insulin to make up the difference. Right. There's a lot of mental illnesses, not all of them, but yeah. a lot of mental illnesses that are connected to chemical imbalance in the brain. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I ask people is, okay, what's the difference between the pancreas not producing enough insulin and the brain not producing enough chemicals that it's supposed to be making? Yeah. And your, your brain is producing chemicals every moment you're alive. Yeah. And for some people, that production gets out of whack. Yeah. But yeah. then somehow that's that person's fault. Yeah. We, we just look at mental illness differently, and, and we shouldn't. You know, Stephanie, we had an article a year ago. I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was a pretty high-profile pastor that had come forward and disclosed to his leadership that he was struggling with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And within a month, he'd been let go. They fired him. Mm -hmm. And his takeaway was it would have been safer for me to go and say, I'm struggling with heroin Mm -hmm. or I'm struggling with alcohol than Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I hope that's not true in most instances. Mm -hmm. But I go back to what you said. I think there is a stigma, and it's got to change. Well, I, I can remember, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when a vice presidential candidate, yes. one of the major parties, had to step down yeah. after he was nominated. Right. Because it was revealed that he had in his past yep. been diagnosed with depression. Yep. He, wasn't, right, undergoing, he yep. wasn't going undergoing treatment at that time. Right. He did not have a working diagnosis right. of depression, but he had suffered depression before. Yep. And it was, it was felt that he was no longer qualified to serve as vice president. Yep. We've still got that kind of approach in some in some fields. Yeah. Um, you know, there are people who are struggling with mental illness, who have it under control, who right. are in recovery because they're taking their meds right. and they're following their, their treatment guidelines. Right. But they don't want the people at work to know right. because they're afraid they'll right. be uh, they'll be discriminated against. Right. They won't be promoted. They'll be right. let go. Right. Uh, for, for some reason entirely different than their mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's still a problem. So is that one of your hopes, Greg and Kylie, yeah. in doing this, is that it kind of helps reduce the stigma? And for people in church that they're like, okay, we're going to talk about this, and yeah. it's okay to talk about this and address it? I we mean, had a meeting with uh, a couple of the Christian counselors in our community that uh, will be here on okay. Sunday, and one of them said that she thinks one of the best things the church can do is normalize this reality, mm-hmm. that this is not one person in an isolated situation, right. that this is reality. No. And I just, I'm excited. Well, for for years, the message from the church too often was, if you're having a mental illness, if you're having an emotional problem, it's a sign of a weakness of faith. Right. Or sin. And if you just increase your faith or decrease your sin, then those problems will go away. Yeah. And if you've got somebody who's really trying to live the Christian life and trying to walk the walk and talk the talk, and then they're still struggling. Right, and their their church leader is telling them, okay, it's because of sin or yeah. because of weakness in your on your part. Yeah, then you've got a layer of guilt 
being right. added to everything else that's going on, and that right. just makes things worse right. instead of making it better. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to link an article from uh, The Atlantic, and just full disclosure, mm-hmm. I don't read The Atlantic faithfully, but there was an article that came out a couple weeks ago. Derek Thompson wrote at length about the impact that um, mental health challenges are having on teens, right. mm-hmm. and just this unbelievable jump from 26% mm-hmm. in 2009 to 44% in 2021, and he said there were really four forces that were driving this increase and jim i just want to know what you think about this Mm kind of um he said number one social media use is at the top of it and he said it is just devastating the impact But he said it's not just social media use it's what social media usage is replacing right it's replacing healthy healthier activities like getting a job driving going out with your friends so it wasn't he didn't say it was only social media use but it was what it was replacing second thing is he's saying sociality is down Mm -hmm. and that your term aloneness Mm -hmm. it's creating just sadness you know and he says there's a difference and i hadn't thought of this he said there's a difference between aloneness Mm -hmm. and loneliness you know and aloneness is real it's isolation you're just by yourself the third thing he said is that the world is just really stressful but the problem is we're hearing about this all the time you know there's so much news it's almost overload that Mm -hmm. you just hear it over and over again were you gonna say something to that i was gonna say that it says alone in the rooms teenagers are worrying about the pandemic the war in ukraine climate change and whether they are sufficiently woke right right like right I was in my bedroom worried about if a boy was going to talk to me the next day. <laughs> right, right. I mean, really? Right, right. Whether right. you're woke enough? Right, and right. And what big stressors yeah. that is. And it's just a bombardment constantly. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Well, one of, the, one of the points I make when I'm talking about communication is that when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, 1865. There were people in California who did not know about that till six months later. Wow. Isn't that something? (laughs) Wow. Now you you have something happening. Mm -hmm. Ukraine is half a world away. Yeah. But five minutes after something happens there, it's all over the news. And everybody knows about it. Yeah. And, you know, some of the stuff we're bombarded with, and, you know, I haven't kept up with with all the details, but I checked a couple of different news Mm -hmm. uh, blogs and news feeds on, on the web. Yeah. And all of them, yeah. All of them are just wrapped up with this Johnny right. Depp trial. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. But what has that got to do with the price of beans in <laughs> right. Peoria, Illinois? Right, just, right. I, mean, I don't understand mm-hmm. some right. of the some of the things we get all wrapped up mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, yeah, our kids, not only our kids, but the kids' parents are right. being inundated yep. with all this information mm-hmm. and yep. all this stuff that's coming at them all the time. Yeah. And sometimes because we're so overwhelmed with it, we don't have time to compartmentalize it and put it where it really needs Mm -hmm. to go. We just keep feeling like we're just being dumped on. Yeah. 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 The fourth factor that he writes about, and I found this interesting, he uses the term, he says, modern parent strategies are not helping. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the problem of accommodative parenting. (laughs) Um, And again, I'll link the article. You can read it if you want to. But um, it almost sounds like he's saying parents need to take seriously what they're doing. For sure. Now, I am yeah. not a perfect parent. Okay. I have made so many None mistakes. But yeah. I got a real kick out of his article. He talks about, if your daughter is afraid of dogs, encourage her to play with some young puppies. And if yeah. a boy hates vegetables, caramelize the hell out of some broccoli. <laughs> 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 I can relate to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't yeah. just say, oh, you don't like this. You can't helicopter, yeah. basically, I think is the idea behind it. Well, What do you think of that? Well, part of it is parents need to be parents. Yeah. 
And and one of the things I see too many times is too many parents who are trying to be their kid's best friend. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. And what I tell parents is they need best friends their own age. Right. Absolutely. They don't right. need you to be their best best right. friend. They need you to be the parent. Yeah. You need to be the one who's setting some limits and enforcing yeah. them, yeah. setting the example so that they can follow it, yeah. being the kind of person that, that you want them to be when yeah. they're adults. Uh, my job is not to become my 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 child's best friend. Right. My job is to produce a mature adult human being. Right. In eighteen to twenty years. Right. Twenty five for right. some people. Right. <laughs> but, right. Right. But, but but my role is not to be my best friend to my yeah. to my child. It's to yeah. be the parent. And right. they need parents more than they need best friends. Yep. That's great. The world cannot be prepared for a child, but a child needs to be prepared for the world. That's right. Yeah. And right. that was another quote in this well, article. Well, and, and part of that is allowing our kids mm-hmm. to fall and scrape their knees fail. sometimes. Right. Yep. Allow them to fail right. and learn, learn the lessons that they can from that failure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not intending them to yep. fail right. and not pushing them to fail, right. but, but helping life. them learn from yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, one of, the, one of the things that's happening with some young people, especially high achievers, yeah. is that they get to the point of being that that big fish in a small pond right? where right. they've had everything, they've been number one in everything, then they go away to a college, yeah. and that college is filled with yep. everybody who's number one, yep. Yep. and they find out the world is not like high school, right? Mm-hmm. and they start failing, and yep. some of them are not equipped to deal with failure. They've and never that, had it. That leads to some of the depression and even the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And even some of the suicidal ideation because all of a sudden they're thinking they're failures. Yep. And part of it is because they've never learned lessons from scraping their knees. Right, right. And and that's all, I mean, that's all a part and parcel of the, the whole picture of mental illness and mental health. Well, I'm excited about Sunday. I think it's going to be a great day at Second Church, and each venue will be speaking on it. We'll have several people with tables in the commons that will be resources I'm that a are available. Nervous, even in fact, because yeah. I, it can bring up some questions that maybe you don't have the answers for. Yeah. You don't. You don't know exactly what to say. But I think saying nothing doesn't serve us well. Right. I right. mean, might as well let's address it. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, and here's a plug. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For Mayton County website. Yes. If you go to that website, or if you go Go directly to Vermillion County Mental Health uh, Board website. You can click on a button there that says resources. Yeah. And what we try to do, and, and we miss some. So if, if anybody hears this who's providing the services and we don't have you on the resource list, call us and yeah. put yeah. you on. But we've tried to get a resource list together of everybody in Vermillion mm-hmm. County that That's provides great. counseling, mm-hmm. that provides substance abuse treatment, mm-hmm. that provides services to to people with developmental disabilities yeah. so people will have a place to go mm-hmm. when, yeah. when mm-hmm. they recognize right. either they need help or a family member needs help. Right. Right. That yeah. the, the resources are out there. Sometimes it's, it, it's difficult sometimes to get in for right. an appointment mm-hmm. because, again, the pool of providers mm-hmm. keeps shrinking. Right. But, but there are some people doing some great work in Vermillion County. And, and and one of the things I want to make sure I say before you cut me off yeah. is it is not the case that every psychiatrist, psychologist, counselor, or therapist is an atheist. Right. Mm-hmm. There are a lot Amen. of there are a lot of people who are in the field who are Christian and Christian based. Yes. Um, and and somehow that myth got started a number of years ago. And for right. some people, it's one that's hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not going to go talk to a counselor or a right. therapist mm-hmm. or a psychologist. They're right. they're on unbelievable. Well, no, they're yeah. not. Yeah. Um, and one of the well things said. I've been able to do in every uh, every agency I've worked with 
is if the, the client brings up their own faith walk mm-hmm. and yeah. I can help them use that as another support. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I have to be careful about walking the line of mm-hmm. proselytizing and trying right. to impose my own beliefs on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Sure. But if they bring it up and it's a part of their support system, then go. I can certainly talk to them about ways that they can use it to help mm-hmm. make things better. That's okay. great. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim Russell, thank you for being mm-hmm. with us and thank you for all that you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And again, Sunday, Second Church Mental Health Awareness Day. It's going to be a great day. We have services at 8, 9, 20, and 10, 45. Mm-hmm. And in between the services, we'll have people available in the commons. If you want more information, mm-hmm. you're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg, and we're glad that you stuck with us this long. And I hope that you enjoyed hearing from Jim Russell. Yeah. What a kind man. You can tell he has just a, 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 a compassion and a passion for people that struggle with mental illness. And yeah. um, so I'm thankful for his thoughts. You know, I've been really anxious about this Sunday from my perspective because I really, that, that article, you know, pastors feel ill-equipped. Mm-hmm. But after talking with Jim and some other individuals, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I think it's going to be a really good day. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to help equip many of us 
to be able to speak into issues. That doesn't mean we're becoming counselors necessarily, no. but at least to know the resources that are available. Right, and hopefully it'll lines. help someone who may be struggling yes. to say, I need some help. Absolutely. And, and then you can start the ball, the ball yep. rolling. Yep. So. Hey, we couldn't do direct line without our awesome sponsors. Who are we saying thank you we're to? We're thankful for Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, and Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the team at Hans Tank Wash, and Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic. So did you hear the news about Vice President Kamala Harris? I hear she's sick. COVID. Yep. Now, um, you know, you could say, how's that possible? You know, fully vaccinated, boosted twice. How many twice. Va- Four vaccine shots. Four, four shots. Two boosters. Yep, yep. Okay. four shots. No, now, four. I would say she's got zero symptoms. So, okay. you know, she may say that's why she has right. zero symptoms right. along those lines. Right. So we wish her the best mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, a very quick recovery. Yep. But the most troubling thing of the whole thing <laughs> is Jen Psaki said you don't have anything to, to be worried about because she hasn't been near the president for a week. Now that bothers me. Is one of them on vacation? I, 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 I yeah. know nothing. I just would mm-hmm. think when I think president, vice president, a close I think relationship. like Batman, Robin. Yeah. You know, I think like we're in this together. Right. I think like you know, Mr. President. Yeah. Let me encourage. Now maybe that's not how it plays out maybe in the real not. world. Yeah. But maybe she was there and he just didn't know it. I mean, she, he did have that ghost handshake. Well, maybe he was like reaching for her. I, I and have thought no she comment on that. But Jin Saki <laughs> said they'd had zero physical contact. I have a comment for a on week, that. So yeah, that's weird. Oh. It was the weird. It was very weird. It's um. It's very odd behavior. Yes. Well. Well, I hope she feels better. And yeah, I'm glad he can't get it from her. I guess. Yeah. Maybe they've been emailing and maybe texting and calling. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, big week in our community and at Second Church. I want to just remind people. It's like we just got done oh, with a big week. I know, I know. But Thursday night, Celebration for Life, right. Women's Care Clinic, That's 30 tonight. years. That's right, tonight. tonight. That's right, tonight. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so I want you to talk about your part. My part is very small. But um, very significant. I hope so. Um, since it's their 30-year anniversary, a few months ago, I asked them, I said, why don't you get some of your former clients and some volunteers and staff, why don't you get a choir together? And I yeah. have a song. I'd love to work yeah. with them. So um, they have. They've got a group of people together. It includes guys and girls and kids. Yeah. Um, I, there's a three-year-old up there yeah. singing this song. Yeah. And um, so it's a little nerve-wracking when you work with somebody, people that you've never met before, and we have right. one practice. So right. I don't know how great it's going to be, but I think it's well, going to be touching. It's um, going to be a touching visual. I'll tell I you think that. So. And I was yeah. at practice uh, on Tuesday night, yeah. and the little kids that were so excited <laughs> to talk into the microphone, yes. I just thought that was precious. It was. But, but I love was. the Women's Care Clinic. Yes. Of course, we featured Mariah Hansen yep. last week. Yep. If you missed that interview, go back and check it out. Right. But um, tonight, Second Church, food at 6 uh, like six heavy to six hors d'oeuvres, yeah. hors d'oeuvres. And then the program yeah. begins at seven. And I don't think you have to even, you can call us, right. but it's kind of late up. now. So yeah. just show we'll up if good. you're interested show in learning up. about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yep. Now tomorrow night, Friday night, yep. we are hosting Secret Church from 6 p.m. to midnight. Mm-hmm. Chris Robinson, one of our elders and um, one of our sponsors, right. is really big on this. Right. It's the uh, simulcast of David Platt's. Yeah. Uh, he wrote the book Radical, mm-hmm. McLean Bible Church, and mm-hmm. going to be looking at some really important cultural issues. Yeah. And what does the Bible have to say about right. that? Of course, that's Friday, tomorrow night, April 29th, 6 p.m. So he wants to come. Do they have to show register? Up. Just come on they out. Have show to pay up. for that? Nope. Just come okay. on out. We're going to be at the, in the student ministry right. building. So park around on the east side of the building. Right. Come in door six. What happens if you don't? That you can last till midnight. Can um, you still come I've had at six? multiple people saying, I'm going to do the first half. Yeah. And I'm going home at yeah. nine. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be here till midnight. Yeah. Um, envious of those that go home at nine. <laughs> but I think you'll be blessed 
for yeah. whatever you get from well, it. Well, I heard and Chris Robinson say that every year he's like, I don't want yep. it to end right. at midnight. Right. I'm not ready for right. it to end. So That's good stuff. Yeah. And this Saturday, we're hosting the IDES Food Pack. Right. Um, again, it's going to be a great event. <laughs> I, I yeah. liked how you spelled that the food is going to Djibouti. Djibouti. <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly how you spell it. But no. I looked it up, but yeah. I see that. Yeah, so. I see you spell it. D J I B O U T I. Now, how did I spell it? <laughs> J U B O O T Y, like it sounds. Yes. Yeah, so, anyway, forty-five thousand, forty thousand, forty thousand meals. We're gonna pack, and, and maybe more, depending yeah. on how it unfolds. That's but awesome. um, yeah, they, they do a great work. Yes, and then, of course, Sunday we heard, of course, from Jim, but right. Mental Health Awareness Sunday at Second Church. Right. And if you can't be here in person, I'd recommend you do come in person mm-hmm. because of all the people that are going to be available right. in the Commons. But if you can't, you can of course catch us online. 9201045. Hey, history segment. I came up with four this week. This is how big the week is. April 24, 387 AD, Augustine of Hippo is baptized. Do you know that name? I do not. Don't know that name. I don't know that so, name. So um, Augustine wrote the book Confessions. He's considered one of the leading, leading thinkers. Um, his conversion to Christianity was considered a huge breakthrough in many ways. He also wrote City of God. God, but he was born to a Christian mother, a pagan father. He recounts, you know, living the sinful life. He had a child out of wedlock before converting to Christianity, but he is considered someone that really brought a lot of positive change, one of the heroes of the faith. And I think especially within the Catholic Church, hmm. Augustine is considered someone that uh, greatly impacted his world in the name of Jesus. I think it's interesting that his, Saint Augustine, ba- his yeah. baptism was what, I mean, how many years later... Yeah, I, know. I don't remember when I was baptized. I, know. I don't think I could go back and no. find a record of it. I but, but I think he wrote about it. I think that's part of yeah. his legacy huh. when he wrote Confessions. I think that is part of uh, it. I, just to clarify, I, yeah. I know I was in second grade when I was baptized. I mean, <laughs> there you go. I just don't know But you couldn't come up with the exact no, date. No, I couldn't sure. come up gotcha. with the Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Hey, second date, April 27, 1822, mm-hmm. future general and president Ulysses S. Grant is born. Mm-hmm. Now, I think U.S. Grant is an underrated president. Thank he you. absolutely was a Civil War hero. Mm-hmm. And I, I just would remind everyone, if you want to know more about U.S. Grant, Grant's Farm in St. Louis is a great resource. Galena, Illinois is a treasure trove. Um, Grant is one of the, the few that have ascended from the great state of Illinois to become president. Can you name the other two? Abraham Lincoln would be one. Barack Obama would be the other. And then, of course, Ronald Reagan is the only one that was actually born in Illinois. more than five seconds, I might have been able to come up with that. You just, you had that look well, like, why are you doing this to me? I was so thinking Galena, Illinois, for a vacation. Yeah. Do they have a beach or a pool or anything? Oh, Galena is awesome. Yeah, Galena's northwest yeah. Illinois. It's beautiful, yeah. beautiful, cool. beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Hey, third date, April 24, 1980, the Iran hostage rescue mission ends in disaster. The, um, the hostages have been held captive for several months mm-hmm. at this point since November of 79. Then President Jimmy Carter um, put together this this rescue mission. It ended in disaster. And a lot of people believe that that is actually the moment in time when Jimmy Carter's presidency, it was just not going to happen. And Reagan would win several months later in a landslide. Mm -hmm. And then on April 30, 1993, the World Wide Web launches into the public domain. 93. 29 years ago. Wild stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine a world, our world without the World Wide Web? Changed our world. That's right. For sure. That's right. Yeah.
Hey, so we're out of time. And uh, for my good news segment, I had the chance last week to pray for our city council, Mm -hmm. the invitation of our mayor. And I want to just go on record and say thank you to our Mm -hmm. mayor and all of our elected officials. Mm -hmm. This is a time when it is tough to serve an elected office. And I prayed that they would uh, Mm -hmm. seek the wisdom of the Lord Mm -hmm. and that they would always make decisions based on how can I please the Lord Mm -hmm. and how can I better our community. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. thankful for each and every one of them. I heard you offered to to do an Easter message recap and they didn't go for it. They didn't go for that. Yeah, they didn't want to hear my Easter (laughs) sermon. I don't blame them. So Well, Well, that's good that you went there. It was a good opportunity, absolutely. So on behalf of Stephanie, this is Greg saying thanks for listening to Direct Line and we will see you next week on 1490 AM WD. Yeah, yeah.